0: She got brass pipes coming up her spine she got
1: This is the Blue Microphone's official podcast hosted by yours truly Tyler Barth all the way from Blue Studios out in Westlake Village California where we invite our favorite artists to come out and co-host the show Stay tuned and we'll be right back with today's special guests She's
0: got sharp lips she's got deep
1: this is the Blue Microphones official podcast out here from the House of Rock in Santa Monica, California. I'm your host Tyler Barth with my co-host Tyler Lyle. Howdy. What's up, man?
2: Not a lot. It's a good sunny day. It's good to be here.
1: It's crazy, isn't it? It's, it's crazy. like we're late into November and I think we needed it what a t-shirt today to stay yeah, warm. it was amazing. 70s. I mean, I guess these are some of the perks of moving all the way from Carrollton uh at Georgia yeah. to the uh what Venice Beach is that yeah. where you're at?
2: Yeah that's where I am yeah.
1: Let's take our listeners back a little bit though. I want to know a little bit about Tyler Lyle as a young kid growing up in a yes. small farm town <laughs> and making it out to the big city. So take us on that little journey.
2: Uh, all right yeah um I was I was born uh, in Carrollton Georgia actually outside of the city limits and uh uh grew up there had a musical f- uh family artistic family. Uh, and, uh, graduated high school and got the heck out of Georgia for a little while. Uh, ended up in Atlanta for about seven years and was a part of the community there, uh, the music community and, uh, which has here.
1: been the home to many a great artists that yeah. have either made their way to LA permanently yeah. or have decided to stay.
2: Yeah, I came came out of a venue, Eddie's Attic in Decatur, Georgia, where um, John Mayer and and uh, Sean Mullins and the Indigo Girls and uh, Jennifer Nettles of Sugarland and that's 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 my um, my space. I like it, man. Yeah.
1: Well, everyone I've ever met that hails from any part of Georgia has always got like a really cool part to them. Whether they're very okay. good at drinking in the bars, <laughs> right. they're great songwriters, uh-huh. or they just are. Great people, because they're not exposed to uh, the big city life that sort of destroys part of our souls at times, right? I, I will
2: say the pace is a lot faster out here in L.A. Yeah,
1: Being by the beach, is it inspiring? Is it, is it easy to write more music
2: there? It's, it's, easy, it's, it's easier to, uh, to, be, to be a little bit lazier and a little bit happier.
1: Uh, Lazier and happier, yeah. More, but but productive as it relates to writing music. I think so.
2: Yeah, I've still got my day job co-writing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right on. Well, Tyler, you and I have a history. Um, it only goes back a couple months, but it was uh, funny. I, I had heard your music on a Spotify playlist, mm-hmm. and I reached out to you. And literally two weeks later, I get an email from your manager saying that one of our blue microphones had broken on you, right? And that you know, was there a way that I could get you a new one? Um, of course I said, absolutely, but you're going to need to come by and pick it up yourself. Right. Right. And I said, come by the house of rock. So what was that like when I said, all right, you're going to need to come by the house of rock to grab your, a working mic.
2: Right. No, that was a, that was a very generous, uh, very generous offer from you. My, uh, my parents were coming into town that day. And so I cleared it with you that it was okay to bring my family to the house of rock, uh, the glorious imminent house of rock, um, and, uh, and my, my dad came and, and was just blown away. He's a musician and a producer, and he, uh, he can't stop talking about this place to the day.
1: <laughs> so you recorded a couple tracks on that day, and right. then we agreed to come back out here, give you a day in the studio, like mm-hmm. today. Yep, like you today. Brought, uh, you brought Alex with you. Brought Alex Wong. Yeah. Um, recorded some amazing tracks. Absolutely. Some fresh stuff that we're going to play for people a little fresh bit later beats. on. yeah. Gotta love that. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus came.
2: And then Jesus came and played
1: bass. I mean, what is this like? A Monday at the House of Rock, we have Jesus coming by. It's a sunny 70-degree day. That's right. What else do you want?
2: Nothing. I don't (laughs) want anything else, And here we are. Actually, it's
1: funny, because we do the podcast in so many different rooms in the house, and we are in the Rock Paper Photo Room. Mm -hmm. And as I look at you, your profile, I'm looking behind you at pretty much every great artist that ever existed and has inspired... You know, the music that's actually being created now in the last five years, per se. That's
2: right. Check that out.
1: Just at a glance, who's your favorite artist represented behind you? Are I we... mean, our podcast listeners have no idea what this wall looks like, you but guys there have are no idea. probably 75 uh, two by two images of the likes of Willie Nelson, Elton John, Jay Z, Neil Diamond, Willie Nelson.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, actually there are two Willie Nelsons right there. There are. Um, uh, we've got Paul McCartney on drums back here. Uh, I just finished the, uh, uh, one of their biographies. So I definitely McCartney Springsteen's back here. Uh, and we've got Elvis right behind my head.
1: Elvis pre 300 pounds. Right. Looking pretty good there.
2: Still very much uh, a sprightly fellow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's pretty inspiring. Yeah. So anyway, getting back to the music. So Tyler Lyle moves out to L.A., yes. a big city. And and what I really, really admired, having discovered you, like I said on the Spotify playlist, mm-hmm. um, that you recorded like an entire album in one day. Is that...
2: Tracked uh, tracked vocals and guitar in a day. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, it wasn't meant to be an album. Uh, it, it I was moving to L.A. and I had this collection of songs. And so I went to a friend who... Um, is also a producer, and we uh, we laid him down. My my guitarist side guy. Uh, they spent a couple weeks uh, overdubbing, and then we released it on Bandcamp. Still, just meant to be kind of a uh, throw it out there kind of kind of demoy thing, and it turned into an album. NPR picked it up and called it one of their top ten of of 2011, and it got a little bit of steam. So um, yeah, so I guess that was my last release.
1: So that release is called The Golden Age and The Silver Girl. Correct. And that is available on iTunes right now. That's available, yes. So people, this is a great time to go to iTunes. <laughs> type in Tyler Lyle. Very simple. very simple. It actually almost is like Tyler Tyler because Lyle is very close to it's Tyler. It's true. It's true. So don't type in Tyler Tyler. <laughs> type in Tyler Lyle. <laughs> Buy the album. And then I know that we're going to be talking about what's next. But um, this is also a great time to go to TylerLyle.com. And from that site, you get to go to all the social media, all the Facebook link, and the Twitter handle, and the whole deal. You'll be trapped for sure. Absolutely trapped. Yeah, trapped You'll on TylerLyle.com. you will be
2: stuck. Um, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm on the
1: I'm on the interwebs. All right, so now I want to go into the part where you knew that you were going to be recording at the House of Rock today. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked a little bit about pre production a couple days ago, and you're like, "We need a piano." Right. And we're I just. What was it like sort of preparing for it? And don't make this a bigger question than it really is. I mean, just, you knew what you were walking into. <laughs> I, I knew what I was walking into. Um,
2: been tracking with Alex for, for a little while. I, he, was, he was feeling a bit under the weather. I thought we were going to come and track some solo acoustic stuff. Uh, he was feeling better yesterday and asked if there are any pianos. Uh, you said yes over the email, and we uh, walked into this beautiful gold uh, acrylic grand piano in this massive hall that we uh, that we used to track earlier today.
1: And you guys mic'd the room, I think, a little bit more fancy than we're normally used to. In fact, you yeah. used five mics just on the piano in the room.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we had one mic in the balcony, two two on the other side of the room, and then two on the piano.
1: Yeah. So for those who are going to dig in and listen to this, um, you're in for a treat it's a pretty, I think it it's really sounded meaty. amazing. Yeah. All right. So the first song that you and Alex recorded today at uh-huh. the House of Rock, right? Um, is a track. What? Ditch digger. Ditch digger. Yeah. Talk about that track. Where did you originally write that song? That's
2: a great question. Um, it it started with a little little melody. Uh, I I believe it was um. Gosh! Uh, earlier in the spring, uh, I, and I wrote it slowly. Um, I think I played it for the first time in an early form at my friend Heather Brown's house in Colorado Springs, and um, she was really uh, excited about it and um, and uh, it was very encouraging. So I, I finished the song, uh, but it's about it's about a ditch digger who doesn't need a whole lot in life. Just kind of happy, content.
1: Shall we play it for everybody?
2: I'm um, sure. Yeah, that sounds great.
1: All right. So from the House of Rock you have the track Ditch Digger by Tyler Lyle and Alex Wong.
0: I choose my eyes wide open and my heart half-broken every time. Over a gilded golden shackle, reassuring sentimental lies. I've seen the rolling meadows And the cruelest ghettos in this town And I know the baker and the undertaker And the girl with the stars on her gown And the song that sounds the best to me Is the chorus of the maple tree And the river bends into the sea, its course is fixed, and so we it seems a strange fruit Grows from the ledge. Oh my friends, and my friends got near to the edge. I do not care. i no. And so Yeah, I'm just a ditch digger when I'm gone. Forget that I was here.
1: So before we go into the next track, I'd love to know more about... So I gave you this Yeti mic. Yes, you gave me the um, Yeti. That works flawlessly. Flawlessly. Okay, that's good. And then you told me that there's a little project that you're working on. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about that? Sure. My, um,
2: my, my girlfriend's niece, Lily... Um, is she can't listen to some of my uh, songs because they have uh, foul language. Um, uh, Lily is two, by the way. Um, And... um so I felt a little bit bad about that, and so I decided to use uh, the, the Yeti Pro, which was generous, generously uh, donated by uh, you guys, and, um, and, and make, a, make a short little little project. I'm going to call it the Lily Project, and they're um, just little love songs and lullabies without any foul language at all. Um, and so I, I'll just put that out in the world. I'm not sure what that's going to look like, but um, it should come out in the next month or so.
1: It's amazing, and Lily is too. Lily is too, yeah. And Lily is, you said your niece? My, my, uh, my girlfriend's niece. Your girlfriend's niece. Yeah. Tyler, it's too kind. <laughs> I, think, I hope that my future two-year-old is listening to cool music too. Oh uh, Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> one you. of these days, right? One of these days. Um, all right, so the second track that you recorded today was a, a track called Valleys and Mountains. Yes. Where did you write that one? Okay, so Valleys and Mountains has has uh,
2: some, some songs come to you in, in five minutes and some uh, you you drag over a long period of time. and I've had parts of this song that have been alive for uh, four or five years. Uh, but it, it's only been in its latest form uh, in the last uh, two or three months. Um, I was looking for something um, to, to marry the it's uh, a very wordy, uh, bunch of verses that are that are very personal and it's a very happy song but uh, but I but I added the chorus in the last
1: uh, four or five
2: months and um, yeah, I think it's turning out great
1: and so today from the house of rock we got the early version of this song and maybe the mastered version
2: uh, yeah maybe so and we, we got uh, we got Jesus to play bass who was just hanging out upstairs
1: what a good guy, huh? Yeah,
2: he's a great, great guy.
1: Great he really does guy. look like Jesus.
2: <laughs> he does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a jolly Jesus. A jolly Jesus in a baseball so cap. Um, all right, so from the House of Rock, we have Tyler Lyle, Alex Wong, and Jesus on Valleys and Mountains. Yeah.
0: Ain't nothing you gotta know Except which direction the water flows And there are no reasons why We're all just moments passing by Life turns us into what we feel Our beauty fades, our power disappears And one day, we are just children here In the arms of a big blue sky And some days, I'm not sure But I think this curse might be my cure All my life, my heart has chased A single burning from West LA, she can resurrect a cloudy day. I want to marry her in Paris and follow her down as far as she goes. I find myself a Nashville band and sing about a world that I don't understand. Or we can float off, just you and me, float up into that gentle breeze, up into.
1: We've heard two tracks recorded today at the House of Rock. We're going to now dig into uh, the second part of the podcast where we're going to highlight a couple already recorded studio tracks from the latest release, The Golden Age and The Silver Girl. Um, this was, of course, the, the album I got super hip to. And it's funny because Tyler said, Does it matter which track that I want to highlight? And I said, Well, you get to track, you actually get to highlight two of them. And uh, I said, Well, what tracks? And he said, Well, I want to highlight. Uh, when I say that I love you and I said well that's one of my favorite tracks anyway so let's get into that one it's a it's a very meaningful track cool um tell us about the meaningfulness (laughs) behind it
2: okay uh the the golden age and the silver girl the album uh was uh was a collection of 12 songs written um in and in the aftermath of a of a relationship that that brought me from Atlanta to uh to LA um Uh, i moved after we broke up and it was uh it's a breakup album and when i say that i love you is is sort of me coming to terms with with what i've learned what i what i get to carry
1: on from from the relationship
2: uh that's over
1: beautiful let's play it from the album the golden age and the silver girl we have tyler lyle the track when i say that i love you
0: when i say that i love Guess what I mean Is that I love you Like a home I have to leave and I'm thinking How nothing can stay How the sun stains The curtains and the paint Flakes away And it'll always be home till the memory fades I love you Thanks for the When I say that I'm grateful, I guess what I mean is how the sapling is grateful for the sea. I've been thinking how all things change, how the branches grow tall but our initials remain. I say that I'll miss you guess what I mean is that I'll miss you like the autumn misses spring I'm thinking My hands Kiss me like a meaning, And I'll never Know you again When I say That I love you
1: I guess what I
0: mean Is there's a power That moves everything And it pushes takes all the years and makes me run into peace. No, you can't die alone and if you were free. You didn't mean to, but thank you for showing
1: me. Beautiful. Beautiful. So when you made the trip across the U.S., to venice or we'll say santa monica yeah how, how many days did it take to drive it
2: i actually didn't drive i i flew i was under production contract and used uh, my guys sky miles and came out here and uh found a, a sublet in laurel canyon um so i flew out here was without a car was walking around west hollywood for the first couple months out here um it's a good time
1: I was gonna say, what's that like? Because West Hollywood's huge.
2: <laughs> West West Hollywood is huge. Um, it was it was uh, an interesting learning experience. I, I uh, uh, lived in Laurel Canyon and walked to the store every day, and then uh, walked to uh, Rock and Dan Sushi on uh, Crescent Heights and uh, and
1: Sunset. Did you feel the just legendary? I mean, I think Laurel Canyon is home to probably the last yeah. 75 years of amazing musicians. I yeah. Mean, so there's just so much history there.
2: Yeah, Laurel Canyon was amazing. The uh, the house, unfortunately, was very haunted and was uh, was pretty creepy. So after about a month, I, I, I hightailed it to the beach. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> That's all you need, folks. If you ever <laughs> want to be motivated to move to the beach, yeah. come out to California, no car, go to Laurel Canyon... Uh-huh. It will spook you out to go to the ocean, no matter what the cost. <laughs> That's right. Just, just hear it here from Tyler Lyle. Yep. Amazing, man. Um, all right, so the second track we wanted to highlight is the title <laughs> track in the album. Right. Um, the Golden Age and the Silver Girl. Yes. Let's, I know you just told us about the album, but let's talk about that track. Yeah, that track is about
2: being uh, inebriated uh, with, with love or with drugs or, or, or whatever. Um, I wrote that song uh, last uh, yeah. Uh, and it's also uh, a little bit based off of Howl by uh, Allen Ginsberg.
1: Um, I stole a couple lines. Uh, sorry. <laughs> hey, at least you're honest. <laughs> and by the way, now that we're talking about relationships, I guess it's very important to be honest, right? Right, right. That's exactly right. Now, having left someone behind, uh huh, you've come out here. Yes. Have you found a new love? And it doesn't <laughs> need to be a female. It could just be the beach or right. something. Right. Uh I'm not going to l- trap you here you're not
2: going to trap no i have uh, I have I have uh an awesome uh, partner who I live with. she's amazing um we live by the beach, and we are happy.
1: oh, and hence that she has the niece that's right two years exactly old. yeah, okay. Lily that's great, so I wasn't niece. breaking any news. you had already... no no because i I've had a couple podcasts where i <laughs> somebody mentioned the significant other and they're like, wow, that I listened back to the podcast and it was so great. Except that part about my girlfriend that's no longer. And I'm like, oh, sweet. I'm so glad that I I made sure that we highlighted that. Um,
2: (laughs) No, time moves on. Everything is great.
1: That's right. That's right. This is a little benchmark anyway for things. And it's awesome to have you here. So, um, okay. Onward to the actual track. So here we have, from the album, The Golden Age and the Silver Girl, we have the title track, The Golden Age and the Silver Girl, by Tyler Lyle.
0: Shoes on time. I we
1: So, you know, it's crazy because people always say, well, when do you do these podcasts? And these podcasts range from early Monday morning sometimes because the band is dashing off to a gig in Northern California and they're just mm-hmm. dropping by the, the studio. Right. Or they're at 10 o'clock at night after a 12-pack of Pabst Blue Ribbon. So okay. is there a consistency in podcasts? There's no consistency at all. So our listeners are sort of like, this guy's all over the place. And, and the best part about this, without being too verbose, is that We really do host so many different types of music. Mm. The important part of the podcast is for you to tell your story. So I I sort of want to go back a little bit before we dig into the third part of the podcast. And I just, for the people that have fallen in love with the four tracks we've already played for them, you know, I know that there's a lot more to come because you and I were discussing that, but I'd love to go back a little. So I want to know your first job.
2: Okay. Uh my first job was uh cutting grass in in West Georgia for for different landscape companies.
1: When you made your first 10-15? Yeah. What what did that money go towards as a young <laughs> as a young kid?
2: Uh music for sure, yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you remember the first album you ever bought? I don't remember the first
2: album I ever bought. I do my dad had a pretty decent uh record collection and I I remember very distinctly uh, the, the Eagles' Greatest Hits and uh, and uh, Tina Turner's What Love What's Love Got to Do with It, uh, strangely enough, and then uh, Huey Lewis and the News. I think those are the three albums that stick out from my childhood the most.
1: And do you remember though what it was like down the road picking up your very first, we'll say, CD? Yeah, yeah. What Ho- was that? Hootie and the Blowfish, Cracked
2: Rearview Mirror. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know. He really still finds a way to make himself. Like every couple of years he resurfaces. Right. I feel like I saw him at a Super Bowl party a few years ago.
2: Yeah, he's doing great.
1: He, he seems, and he's always creating mm-hmm. and people really like him. Yeah. I think it's always a blessing when you've put out music, when the time is that people are buying music. Right. I mean, I think he probably sold like 30 million albums, yeah. right? Yeah. What's
2: his name? Darius Rucker. Darius Rucker. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Darius, the, you made some great music, man. You made some great music. And it's it's always nice when it's it's happy music. Yeah. This this, is, this was the hold my hand, right? It's really likable. I think that was... Uh, I
2: remember that was Clinton's favorite band. They asked him... Bill Clinton. Was, Bill Clinton, the president. Yeah, the former president. Back in the day.
1: That's pretty cool. It's random. I don't know where that fits, but... Um, he can go to his grave yeah. and have ditch digger dig the grave <laughs> for him, knowing that Bill, he was Bill Clinton's favorite artist. That's yeah. that's good. That's good. Um, all right. Well, so I'm glad that we got back a little bit. Now we're going to come back to a, a question that I ask on every podcast. Okay, it's the third part, and this is where you get to pick any song that's meaningful to you that has an associated story. Okay, um, and uh, you know, I basically give you anything you want, contemporary. Or, or just something that's meaningful to you from the old school?
2: Yeah. Uh, my dad growing up was and is a, a country music uh, songwriter. And, um, and the first song that I remember ever um, singing, he, he recorded me on a little uh, handheld tape recorder, was Honky Tonk Man by Dwight Yoakam. So I would, I would pick that song. I still go back and listen to that song um, and think it's it's pretty great.
1: So, do you listen to the recording of you, or do you listen to the, the actual track?
2: <laughs> no, I I would be interested to hear the actual recording of me. Um, I I don't know where that is. I don't know how anybody would ever find that, but uh, I'm sure it's there somewhere.
1: I bet your dad will find it one of these it days. Maybe he will. And that will be amazing. How old were you when you sang it? I was I was like two or three. Yeah. So, for everybody listening, whether it's uh, you know Tyler Lyle's girlfriend's niece, or, I mean, I think things start really early in, in, in your world uh, at, at age two. Sure.
2: Yeah. I yeah. think at
1: age two, I was like attending zoos and like fascinated with monkeys. I didn't even think, I didn't, I don't think I was exposed <laughs> to music until probably till five or six.
2: Well, I definitely didn't want to be, uh, in music. Having a dad who was a musician every year for, for Christmas, I got some kind of musical instrument. It was kind mm. of, it kind of pushed onto me. And I, and I remember, um, swearing that I would never do music. Um, and then it just sort of happened. I don't know what happened. I'm
1: actually interested to hear. Like, when did you know? Because it, it sounds like... Like, my parents pushed it on me. They said, you should okay. play the piano. You should do the violin. And right. I was so turned off by being told what to do. Right. I didn't have the breaking point of getting back into it.
2: Yeah. When I when I was a young kid, my parents made me go to uh, piano lessons. And um, and that was good and fine. And I hated it. Uh, but um, it, it was a good, solid bass. But I, I never was really interested in music until... Uh, I guess when, when I turned 15 or 16 actually and got the keys to, to a car and, uh, maybe started to be interested in girls, that was probably, uh, that, that probably helped spark something.
1: The acoustic guitar work out for
2: you? <laughs> so far.
1: <laughs> but that was the, that was the instrument that you at least had in high school with you, right? Right. That was the most portable. You weren't bringing a piano with you. Yeah, no, yeah. I,
2: I was, no, the, the acoustic guitar is the, is the thing.
1: That was the go-to, and that's something, of course, we all regret is guys that were turning 16 with our car having no idea how to play guitar. I know. I remember I know. going a to Boulder, and I used to be so jealous because <laughs> these guys would sit around playing Dave Matthews on their guitar, and I'd be sitting there singing along with all the girls, yeah. and all the girls would be like looking at the guys that knew how to play. Um, so that was you. You were the guy playing whatever it may be, right? That was me. But
2: I was an annoying kid. I, I probably wouldn't have liked me as a as a high schooler. So it didn't. I don't feel like it gave me a leg up. Um, well, it gave you a lot of practice. Gave me a lot of practice. Yeah, I get to I get to write songs for for my job now.
1: It's pretty cool. Um,
2: yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, without further ado, we're gonna highlight the Dwight Yoakam song "Killer Honky awesome. Tonk Man." There yeah. you have it.
3: Well, I'm a tonk man, ain't a crazy star. Love to give the girls a world, to the music of an old goodbye. When my money's all gone, I'm on the telephone, singing, hey, hey, mama, can you daddy come
1: home? All right. Great way to kick things off. That's a song I have not heard in a very long time. <laughs> When was the last time you heard that song? I Other than it. Right Now.
2: Other than Right Now. Um, uh, a couple months ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, do you listen to the radio? Um, I listen
2: to KCRW.
1: Yeah. KCRW is probably the only station I would even give... Uh, you know, I, I love what they're doing. Right. I love that the music that they play, but I don't find, for some reason, time to listen to the radio. Probably right. a lot like you. You're busy writing music right. and going to shows and performing and so forth. Do you have a specific DJ that you're a big fan of i don't um I don't
2: and kcrW is the the NPR station out here i didn't I didn't know what kcrW was before I came out here but um um no I just listen to what's on I, I generally don't listen to the radio either I listen to uh spotify or or CD. Um there's also a good station in um in Atlanta uh, which is 1690 a m uh, the voice of the arts and they're they're good people there too but uh, other than that not a whole lot of radio um yeah, mostly CDs, Spotify, that sort of thing.
1: Did you hear that, folks? He said CDs. No. So that being said, you're living with a CD today, because you know nowadays you just don't even know if people listen to CDs anymore. That's
2: true, and um, I I haven't purchased a CD in a long time, and it's usually people that musicians that I that I meet along the way. So I've got a collection, um, and over the years my, my collection of, of CDs that I've been given has gotten better and better. So uh, I, I'm I'm on some good stuff right now.
1: Uh, let's talk about it. Okay. Is there any album in particular we should go out and buy? Um,
2: yeah, um, I played with uh, with a band called Blind Pilot recently, and uh, and Israel, the lead singer, gave me uh, uh, their latest album, We Are the Tide, and it's uh, it's really freaking great. Uh, I I really like it. I've been playing that a lot. And um, and then um, there's a Maya Sharp album that that uh, she just gave me uh, that's really good. I don't remember the name of it though. Uh, I just just put that one in last week.
1: Blind Pilot, Maya Sharp. Yeah. You, you give it, Tyler. You're handing these to us. I love it. I'm
0: giving you gold.
1: Um, no, I, and I remember Blind Pilot from probably what 2002, 2003. They've been around for a little while. Yeah,
2: they've been around for
1: a while. I really, really like their stuff. Yeah. Um, I just hadn't heard from them for a while. It sounds like they have a new album.
2: Yeah, they're they're doing great. They uh they tour in this awesome old. Uh, like charter bus. That's just they've just gutted. It's amazing. Anyway,
1: do they have a studio on it? Recording uh, studio?
2: I don't think they have a studio on it. But okay. that's that's a little traveling home. beer
1: pong table. I mean, yeah, maybe beer pong. Beer pong. Yeah. Do you have an extracurricular activity that you enjoy? Um. That we're you know let's just say I'm a beer pong champion. So that would be me. Right. Um. You're the beer you, pong champion. You, do you flip quarters or? Uh, you know, a drinking game, I'm, playing cards.
2: I'm a, I, I do like poker. Um as far as drinking game, I'm I'm a I'm a whiskey guy, I like good bourbon. Um maybe have you tried bullet? I, I have tried bullet. I like bullet. It's really good, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really good bourbon.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good little shout out to Bullet. They're one of the house sponsors. <laughs> oh, right? well good. Part of Diageo it's a, under it's a the, good under the thing umbrella.
2: uh it's a good thing I like Bullet then, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Bullet's great. I I I used to live in Kentucky, so I I the Bourbon Trail is uh it was a good time.
1: All right, so let's let's okay. So small town, uh, small Carrollton, small and town, then we Carrollton, did Atlanta, I went, and, and,
2: and I went to uh, I went to college in, in Lexington, Kentucky. So uh, after that, then I came back to Atlanta.
1: Okay, and then like, to and then to Santa Al- Monica. Actually, sorry, Lowell Canyon, and then I did
2: a I did a pit stop after college uh, in in uh, in uh, Prague and Paris for a while. And then I came back. Sure. To
1: them. sure, everyone goes to Prague.
2: Sure. Well, when you grow up in the South, you gotta you got at least you know get out and breathe some fresh air.
1: So I know they're entirely different cities, but which one did you have the most exciting experience in?
2: Um, Paris. I was in Paris longer. Um, I lived there. I worked there. Uh, yeah.
1: Did you go to the Bastille part of the city? I did go to the Bastille part of the city.
2: I lived in the um, uh, in in the western uh, part though, so I, I kind of stuck around there.
1: I remember going and hitting the Bastille part of the city. Bastille is beautiful. And uh, it's
2: great. A lot of young people. A lot of lot of culture.
1: Indeed. And then we have a house pick, and it's that's how cheesy I am. We're rolling right into Bastille. Awesome. A uh, a four piece led by Dan Smith out of uh, the south <laughs> part of London. Bastille is uh, is a new favorite of mine. This is the second time I've highlighted a track on my podcast. Um, it's called Flaws, and it just came out recently. Um, there are a bunch of remixes on iTunes. You should check them out. But this is the actual track called Flaws. Uh, I believe it's released on Virgin. And uh, here you have it.
3: When all of your flaws and all of my flaws are left one. A wonderful part of the mess that we made, we'd pick ourselves under. All of your flaws and all of my flaws, they lie there hand in hand. Ones we've inherited, ones that we learned, they pass from man to man. There's a hole in my soul, I can't feel it. I and all of my are laid out one by one. Look at the wonderful mess that we made, we ourselves under.
1: Alright. What'd you think? Kinda cool. We we actually watched the music video. We did watch so. the music video. It's
2: great. I really, really like that song. It's a cool video too.
1: Cool vocals, well put together track, yeah. and uh, actually the reason I highlighted it is that you guys have a parallel in, the, in your songwriting. I think mm. that um, yours is timeless, and I think Bastille right now is just hitting this electronic thing with a singer-songwriter. It's definitely doing Nicely. something right. He's yeah. doing something right, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Um, all right, so Tyler, we have a big year ahead. Yeah. 2013 is going to be a massive year for it's you. It's going to be a great year. It's going to be a massive year for the Tylers. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> is it okay that I inserted myself absolutely, in Absolutely, yes. Okay, good. Big plans. Um, and you've got a bunch of shows that will be coming up. My guess is you'll go out to South by Southwest? Uh, maybe. I'm, I'm trying to figure that out right now. Well, if you decide to go out there, Blue Microphones will help whatever we can to make sure that you get out there. Okay. All right, so 2013, massive year ahead. We massive have, year. obviously, the album coming out. Sure. Now, do we know how many tracks are going to be on the album? Um,
2: it should be a big album. Hopefully, there'll be
1: uh, between 12 and 15. 12 and 15? Yeah. And I asked you earlier what the working title was. Right. Working title is Cave Art. Phenomenal. Cool. Phenomenal. Nice. I actually really like the title. I love the names of these songs, too. I'm a huge fan of that. Cool. Especially now that I realize that the Golden Age and the Silver Girl is about getting a little boozed up. Yeah. Or you know, other yeah. in other ways. Well, yeah, well. As well. Yeah, imbibed. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so, gonna continue in Santa Monica, Venice area for a while? Yeah, I'm pretty happy there. Favorite venue to play in LA? Ooh.
2: Um, I really like McCabe's. Um, uh, Hotel Cafe's great. Uh, Room 5 is great, but uh, McCabe's is is fantastic I really like that vibe
1: Phenomenal Yeah Tyler Lyle Alright folks You've heard it Go to tylerlyle.com That's T-Y-L-E-R L-Y-L-E Dot com Tyler thanks for coming out man Mr. Barr, Thank you so much